Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Vespero presentation for May 20th, 2021. This is Global Accessibility Awareness Day, so I hope everyone's having a great day. And here we have Eric Damery with us to present on the latest update of JAWS 2021. When we get to the question and answer session, I'll go over how to unmute and how to raise your hand. But uh, here is Eric. Well, thank you very much. Great to be with you all this afternoon and looking forward to having an hour or so chat with uh, everybody about the latest and greatest with 2021. We posted an update this week. Uh, If you haven't received the May update for 2021, uh, restarting JAWS or going to your help menu and say check for updates. If you've already got the 2021 installed, you should be able to find it. And this is a good one. So I hope everyone will get it installed. Um, looking ahead, for those of you who like to know what, what's coming next, I'll give you some dates here. Somewhere around the 20th of July will be the next scheduled update. So if something comes out before the 20th of July, something must have been bad and we had to go fix it. But uh, otherwise, we'll stay on our schedule. Uh, So around the third week in July, you'll see another update. The next one will primarily be bug fixes. I don't think we're adding much in the way of features, although there is one going in and it escapes me what it was. I remember just thinking about this the other day and thinking, oh boy, that's another good thing we're putting in. Um, but I can't remember what it was, so you'll have to wait and see. Um, beyond that, uh, we're already working on 2022 releases. We've already got builds in, and our test department is busy uh, testing the features as they get rolled into the builds, and uh, you'll be seeing the first signs of that right around September 1st, which is normal. We will do a public beta cycle on that. So for those of you who have paid attention and participated in the past, you'll want to um, watch for that release. It'll be on a uh, on the website. You can download it. You'll be able to install it. It does not interfere with what you've got for 2021. So you can put it on the machine and you can go back and forth between the two versions, which is helpful because We've made some changes, and if you think something isn't behaving correctly, you can go back and compare it against your released version, and that really helps us. And there'll be a form where you can submit issues that you find, good or bad, and uh, let the team know, and then they process those forms as they come in, and we make sure that we, uh, we don't miss anything. A lot of the stuff that you'll report, we may have already found but um, it's it's good to have you get it in. And the participation in the public beta, the more people that participate, um, it really it really ensures that we're going to have a stronger release when we come out the end of October. So we're looking forward to it. We're geared up. We've got some good stuff coming. Uh, I can tell you right now that there's going to there's a there's one feature in particular that I'm thinking about, and it's related to sound. And if this feature works the way I think it's going to, uh, everybody's going to be really happy with this, especially all the folks out there that are working from home and 
and uh, doing multiple multitasking here with JAWS and and going on and Zoom meetings going on. Um, we've got another big big thing coming that I think you'll all really like. All right, let's get back to 2021 May update. There are several things in there that I'd like to talk about. Um, maybe before I get into our fixes or our changes, there was a big change from Microsoft this week. If you have Office 365, 2016, or 2019, and you use Outlook, well, Microsoft released an update not long back, maybe three weeks ago or so, and it broke the autocomplete on email addresses. So when you would start a new message and you would try and type in in the in the uh, to field the address for which it's going to go, oftentimes a list comes down. You would hear an indication of what the name was on top, and you didn't have to type in the whole email, and you could press enter, and it was really nice. And they broke that, and we got lots of complaints, and we didn't pull the trigger to try and go, you know, work around whatever the issue was on our side because uh, it wasn't a change we made. It was something they did that caused this. Um, well, we didn't fix it, but they finally did. It started working about a week ago for those of you who have subscription 365. And for anybody who's got 2019 or 2016 that's not subscription, if you check for updates and update your version now, that fix is back and uh, you should be able to get that resolved. Okay. Now, the first feature I want to talk about is an Outlook feature. It's available for those uh, using JAWS and ZoomText. Uh, no, JAWS and Fusion, not ZoomText. JAWS and Fusion users take advantage of this feature. It is for those using Outlook uh, 365, 2019, 2016. So if you're using some other email client or you're using an older version of Office, this feature is not currently available. If you're using Windows 7, I'm not certain this feature is available. I'm losing track of it now. Uh, but in general, when we make changes these days, we're not necessarily going back and, and doing things and adding things for Windows 7 at this point because it's the test effort, the development, the extra development effort. It's just not worth it. There's so few Windows 7 machines out there these days. So have you ever gotten an email and it's one that goes back and forth between you and lots of other people? There's replies, there's forwards. It's loaded with headings. And what happens is when you want to move to the next message in the thread, in this email, uh, you have to down arrow through the heading and all the email addresses of the CCs and the to field to get to that next message that the next person wrote. And then you realize, oh, this isn't the one I need. I got to keep digging deeper. So you end up just down arrowing through all these headings. Well, we've added a, a quick navigation key, and we're using the letter N as in Nancy or next to do this. And uh, once you open up one of those emails that's got lots of replies and forwards, and they're back and forth in Outlook messaging. So this isn't from Gmail messages. This isn't iOS messages at this time. This is just messages with Outlook, replies and forwards. You can use N. It will skip past the next header, 
land on the first line of the next message in the thread. It'll tell you who wrote it. It'll tell you when they wrote it, and it will read that line. If that's not the one you want, you can hit N and go to the next one. And at any time, you can just start to down arrow to read through the message that you landed on. Now, I think I would like to try and demonstrate that if uh, if I can. So bear with me one second here. I'm going to share my screen. Let's see if I can get sound. Full speech. So I'm hoping my sound is coming across. I've got an email opened up. This is an email that I went back and forth with. Uh, with Elizabeth Whitaker. We did a webinar earlier today and we actually covered Outlook and this was one of the features we demonstrated. So I used this email. So I'm at the top and I'll press up arrow just to hear the top line. Sounds great. We will definitely take questions. And Elizabeth had written this to me. And if I down arrow, we'll kind of get a sense for how I have to move through all the headings to get to the next line I wrote. Blank. Regards. Blank. Elizabeth Whitaker. Blank. From Eric Damery. Send mail link e damry at blank. Sent Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.32 a.m. to Elizabeth Whitaker. Send mail link e Whitaker at the subject. Re, I heard about the cool webinar on Outlook. So I'm still working through that heading from the message that I had written that Elizabeth responded to. Blank. I will definitely plan to attend. I just signed up at link https slash slash blank. Will there be time for questions? Okay. So she had responded to that question. Now I'm going to go back to the top. Sounds great. We will definitely take questions. And if I had opened this message up and I read that and I said, oh, what are we, why is she saying we're going to take questions? Questions about what I forget what we were talking about, whatever it is. I want to get to the next message. I just hit the letter N. Eric Damery on Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.32 a.m. I will definitely plan to attend. I just signed up at. So it put my cursor on that first line and it automatically read to me who sent it and the date that the date and time they sent it. But it didn't tell me who I wrote it to. It didn't tell me the subject line. And it was uh, quick. And if I hit N again. Elizabeth Whitaker on Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.32 a.m. I, Eric. And she wrote, I, Eric. She forgot the H in high, but I skipped past the next heading. If I hit N again. Eric Damery on Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.30 a.m. Hi, Elizabeth. Blank. Someone let me know that you and Rachel would be sharing tips from power users on how to improve your experience with Outlook. Is that true? Okay, so there's the email, and I just use N to skip through it. By the way, if I shift N. Elizabeth Whitaker on Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.32 a.m. I, Eric. Eric Damery on Thursday, the 20th of May, 2021, 11.32 a.m. I will definitely plan to attend. So you can see I moved backwards with the shift in. So that's a great feature. And for those of you who use Outlook, have a lot of replies and forwards in these threads and you need to get through them, you're going to find this one invaluable. So be sure to try that out. Now, if you have a focus Braille display, and you install this version of the software, and you have an email message like this, in addition to doing the N, you can go over to the nav rocker on the side of the Braille line, and above the nav rocker, there's a nav uh, selector, a button up there. And if you push that button, it cycles you normally between sentence 
line and paragraph uh, for the nav rocker to navigate something. Well, if you're in this email message in Outlook and you push the button, you're going to have a fourth choice now called next message in the thread, something like that. And this is a new feature we're going to experiment with, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Scott Edwards raised hand. If you have a focused display, we'd love to hear your feedback on that one. Uh, I think I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a minute so I don't uh, so I don't get uh, Jaws announcements coming across for everybody. Sorry about that. So um, if you uh, toggle to the next message piece. When you're in an email, if you just reach over to the nav rocker and rocker down, it'll move like you pressed an N. And if you rocker up, it'll be like a shift N. So you can skip through mail and it won't speak it. It'll just move you and you can quickly jump through it with a Braille display. So give that a try. If you have a focus Braille display or an L Braille, uh, see what you think. The other way you can try this feature is using the voice assistant. So with JAWS, this will work. You can uh, wake up your voice assistant, and uh, and then once it's going, you can just say next message, and it's like pressing an N, too, so it'll jump to the next message in the thread. Now, those of us who are on keyboards using JAWS know that the letter N is pretty quick and easy. That's going to be faster than a voice assistant, but I wanted to tell you it's there, if you really want to try it out, you can. Now, the next thing that we made a lot of changes with in the May update was for voice assistant. I kind of went back through what we had originally put in, and I shortened some of the things up. I took out the word toggle where it was because it just wasn't necessary. And then in the May update, we added more things. And I tried to find some things that I thought would be useful for people that they, they maybe either don't know the keystrokes or they haven't learned them yet. If you're a trainer, uh, I would encourage you to maybe consider introducing your clients, the people that are just really getting started trying to learn this stuff, introduce them to the voice assistant and see if they can't take advantage of uh, using those natural speech commands rather than learning a keystroke. And I'll give you a for instance. If you've installed a May update and you can you can try this on your computer right now, you can instead of doing the wake word, there's a keystroke, the JAWS key plus alt, hold down the JAWS key and the alt key and hit the space bar. That's the same as saying the wake word that hey and the wake word, which I'm not gonna say because I don't <laughs> those of you with JAWS running. And a speaker may pick it up, and uh, you'll be all of a sudden in the voice assistant. So, um, But the insert alt space bar will pop it up, and it'll start listening. And if you do that and then say system tray, all of a sudden your system tray will launch, put all the things in a list, and you can just up and down arrow through all those items. Now, for a new user, the concept of the system tray is pretty tough. And I think trainers, if you can teach people uh, that the, the system tray has some valuable things that they're going to need to get to, and that's a good way of doing it. They don't have to learn insert F11 and try and remember that one. It's good. Um, by the way, I'm going to give you another tidbit of information here. If you use this feature and you hear when you bring up your system tray, the first thing you hear is Chevron button. 
uh, I'm going to suggest you make the following change. It's real simple. Uh, close your system tray uh, that you opened up. Hit the Windows key so your Start menu opens. And then just type the word Select. And you'll hear something like Select the items that you want to appear in your taskbar. And press Enter on that. And you'll land immediately on a button that says uh, show all system tray icons, something like that. You just hit the space bar on it and then Alt F4, you're done. The next time you open up the system tray, there'll be no Chevron button and everything available in your system tray will show up in that list. And I strongly recommend that you make that change. If you haven't done it yet, go ahead and do it. One more time, you go to the start menu, type the word select, press enter. You'll land on a button that talks about displaying all items in the system tray. You hit space bar so it's set to all, and then alt F4 and you're done. Now, back to the voice assistant. Some other things that you can try. We added the ability to select text um, a big block of text. And that's been a feature that's been in JAWS a while. You have to draw, you have to use one keystroke to start the selection point. And then you'd use a different keystroke to end the selection when you get to the, uh, the bottom of the material that you're trying to, to select. And, uh, Remembering those keystrokes is always a struggle for people, especially for new users. They're three three-letter combinations. They're different, and it would just be a little easier, I think, if you could use Voice Assistant. And I've made it really easy. Try this out. You can do this on a web page, in an email, on a Word document. Go to some place, realize, know exactly where you're sitting, and then say, "Wake up the." A voice assistant, you can use the insert alt space bar and then say start selecting. Now, at this point, you can start reading your document. You can arrow, you can put it in a say all, you can do anything you want. You can page down a couple of times, you can read along, get to the point where you say, I'd like to have all the text between where I started and right here. Uh, that's what I want to select. So Position your cursor in the right location. Wake up the voice assistant with the insert alt space bar or the, or the wake word. And then just say finish selecting. And all of a sudden you'll hear it say text selected. And it'll select the entire block from the point where you started till the point where you finished. You can verify it by using insert down arrow. Um, uh, with the shift key. So the say all command with the shift key will read all the highlighted text. And then you can do whatever you need to do with it. If you're in a document, maybe you're, you're trying to change the color of it, or you're trying to bold it or underline it or copy it or cut it or whatever you're trying to do, you select it all first, and then you go and do the action that you needed uh, with a keystroke. So I hope you'll try that out. The voice assistant use the phrase, Start selecting and use the phrase finish selecting when you're done, and you'll see how that works. Now, there's more. Uh, there were other features in there. Hold on. I'm pulling my list up here so I can review and just make sure I give you the most relevant ones. By the way, 
I encourage people to go in and read through these notes. Sometimes you can read through them once or twice, uh, and it'll it'll really help. It'll uh, you may not use the feature, but it'll be good if you read it, listen to it, described in the in the write up. It'll uh, ingrain itself in you, and you may never you, you never know when you're going to use it. To get to the write up, if you go to the Freedom Scientific homepage, and if you move to the heading for software updates, uh, move down from there and you find the links to uh, JAWS may update, Fusion may update, ZoomText may update. Pressing enter on the link for the product that you use puts you on the what's new page for that software. And then near the top, there's a link for latest enhancements. Press enter on that link and it'll put you right on the May list of enhancements. And you can read through that. So again, homepage, go to software updates, choose your product, and then look for latest enhancements link on that web page. And, um, and you'll find them. And that's where I am now. And that's where I'm looking through just to, uh, to be able to give you some of the, the details. So other items for voice assistant. I gave you the system tray. I gave you text selection. We've also got something for the tech support people out there or the trainers. Somebody, if you work with individuals, uh, maybe you like to do a tandem connection to somebody that's in the field. You're trying to help them out or you have a client that needs help and you're going to tandem to their machine. So you get on the phone with them and you realize you got to talk them through a series of keystrokes to be able to get to the point where they could enter the code that you have to give them to make the tandem connection. Well, we made it a little easier. All you have to do now is have them wake up the voice assistant, use the, you know, tell them the magic word. They'll wake it up and then tell them to say the word tandem. And that'll instantly put them in the edit field where they need to type in the code that you will give them. So then you go to your utility menu and find tandem and, and, uh, and say, get access to someone's computer and get the code so you can read it to them. So that'll be a little easier. Also, if you're trying, if you're talking to somebody and you want to know what versions they have, uh, what are they running? Or maybe you just want to find out what version do you have? Uh, let's say you're in Microsoft uh, Word or you're in Outlook. You can now bring up the voice assistant and then say, um, Version information. You can say, I think you got to say virtualize version information. And it'll pop up the virtual buffer uh, place where you can, where you can read stuff and it will read through and you'll be able to hear the version for the application that you're running. You'll hear the version for JAWS that you're running and any of that pertinent information will just appear there. You can also say, copy version information to clipboard and it will take it all and put it right on your windows clipboard. And then you can jump to an email or someplace and paste it right in. If you're trying to pass this information to somebody, that's an easy way to do it. Copy vert, copy version information to clipboard and the voice assistant will take it from there. Um, we've got a couple of great features in jaws too, that, uh, I have keystrokes available, and many of you know them, but new users might not, and, and you might want to share these with them too. One of them is speech history. 
So you are on a web page, you're reading through this web page and it's confusing or it's not, doesn't seem to be reading right. And you want to share what you hear from your screen reader with the developer of the web page. You want to share with them exactly how their web page is delivering content to you. So to show them how confusing it is, the fact that there's unlabeled graphics or uh, buttons aren't labeled or whatever the, whatever the inaccessibility of their website might be. So just taking the JAWS virtual cursor and just down arrowing across the problem spot and then asking JAWS to, to show you the history of what it just said and then let you select exactly what JAWS just said that you can paste it into an email and send it to the developer to say, when I go to this point and I read, this is what I hear. So speech history is a great feature to do that. And there are keystrokes to do it, but now we built it into the voice assistant. So the first thing you might want to do before you do it is get to the location where you're going to start to read it. And the first thing you want to do is clear your history, because when you're done, you only want it to have the things that you just read, not everything you've read navigating around to get to that point. So the first thing I do is clear it. And so you just wake up the voice assistant and say, clear speech history it's going to clear the history. So there's nothing in that buffer now. Then go ahead and read what it was on the web page that you're trying to capture that you want to share with somebody. And at that point, wake up the voice assistant and say, copy speech history to clipboard. And it will take everything Jaws just said, and it will paste it onto your clipboard. And you can jump to an email message and now paste it in. Or you can say, wake up the voice assistant and say, show speech history, and it will put it in the virtual buffer. And then you can read through it and selectively pick out what you want, copy it to the clipboard, and then take it and do something with it. So that's the speech history feature. There's a keystroke to get to it, insert space, which is the layered command and the letter H. And that puts the speech history in the virtual buffer, but you can use the voice assistant now to do it all. The next one is virtualizing a window or virtualizing a control. Now, I'll give you a great example where this is very helpful. If, let's say you went to your JAWS About box, you went to the Help menu and you chose About, it opens up this box, this window, and it's got all this information in it, your SMA, your serial number, um, the locking code has got all this information. And if you wanted to share all of that information with somebody, you could just go to the about box, wake up the virtual, wake up the, uh, voice assistant and say, copy window. And it will take the entire about box window and it will put it on the windows clipboard. And now you can jump into an email message and just paste it, and it's all there. Maybe you got an error message. Some dialogue came up. You were doing something. This dialogue pops up that's a bunch of static text, and it's got a code in it, and you want to share that code with somebody. Well, rather than trying to uh, read that code and get it typed, written down, because the code is just static text, or rather than doing a print screen, just wake up the voice assistant and say, copy window. And it'll take all of the text that's inside that window of that error message, puts it on your clipboard. You can now paste it into an email and you've got it. You can also virtualize 
the window. So instead of putting it to the clipboard, you can virtualize it, and then you can read it in detail right there in the virtual buffer. And you can also do this for controls. Sometimes you don't want the whole window. You're just trying to get information out of a control. So you can do virtualize control or copy control as well. So try those out. Um, one other thing on this quickly, if you're in, uh, let's say you're Outlook and you're typing an email message or you're writing a Word document in Microsoft Word and you're all done and you decide, I want to run through and check the spelling on this. Well, we all know the spell checker in these applications has gotten a little more involved uh, recently, a little more difficult. There are ways of doing it with the quick navigation keys, but you can do it now with the voice assistant. Just go to the top, wake up the voice assistant, and say next spelling error, and it'll move you down. It'll put your cursor right on the next spelling mistake, and then you can check it in detail right there. Pop up the context menu, pick the right spelling, whatever you want to do. When you're done, wake up the wake up the voice assistant and say next spelling error, and it'll go to the next one. And you can do the same thing with grammatical errors as well. Um, give those a try. There's more in there. I'm not going to read them all to you here. Um, but we added quite a few and I think, uh, I think it's going to be kind of a, if you've, if you tried voice assistant once and you haven't gone back to it and used it much lately, this might be a good opportunity for you to try it again because I think we've got some valuable stuff for you. The next thing I wanted to mention was the Braille math editor. I just check in my time about halfway through the hour, and I usually only try and go about 30 minutes, 35 minutes. So I'll finish up here quickly so we can get to questions for the rest of the time. So the, breath, the, the Braille Math Editor is a pretty exciting feature for educators. If you're someone who's worked with students trying to teach mathematics and let them input uh, mathematical equations using Nemeth on a Braille keyboard, uh, the Braille Math Editor is now available, and you can do this. You have to make sure you have contracted Braille turned on. And in a Word document or a notepad, you can use the following command, insert spacebar, which is the layered command, and then the equals keystroke will put you into the breath Braille Math Editor, and you can then input using your Braille keyboard and uh, type an equation straight in, pressing enter. It'll put the equation now into your Word document or notepad, and it puts it on the clipboard if you need to do something else with it. Or you can move to an equation that's already in there, and you can simply um, bring it up in the math editor to edit it right from right from the equation. So give this a try. There are commands in there for starting a new new equation or previewing an equation in the math viewer. Um, so give it a give it a shot. And uh, other changes. Uh, the oh the other feature I do want to mention quickly is the it's called the quick access bar. This is something available to Jaws and uh, excuse me to Zoom Text and Fusion customers. And the quick access bar, you, we've probably you probably heard of this in in Microsoft Office apps. It's like a place where you put those features that you like to use most often, 
Uh, you want a quick way of finding them. You don't want to go searching the UI to find them. So the quick access bar does just that. If you, you can bring it up by doing a caps lock or, or the, um, or the uh, insert key if you're using Fusion. Um, so the caps lock key in Zoom text and a right mouse click pops up this little bar that holds up to eight different features uh, from Zoom text. Then you can decide which ones they're going to be. We put some in, but you can delete the ones we put and you can add the ones in that you want. And there's a nice little UI and a list box to be able to pick the features. So maybe you like to have color enhancements available to you all the time to be able to click on. Maybe you'd like to have the 1X to be able to take it back out of magnification to 1X and then jump right back. Um, maybe you want to be able to toggle your speech on and off or slow it down and speed it up real quick. And you want to do this using the mouse, using some controls. So you set those up in the quick access bar, and then you can use caps lock and that right mouse click, and it pops up a little window right in the middle of your screen for you. And then you click on that item and then click back on the window and that little um, quick access bar goes away and you're right back to work where you were. So you don't have to go and find the Zoom text window and find the features. They're right there for you. And if you're running with Fusion uh, and you bring it up, Fusion features are all going to be there. So not only the magnification stuff that you might use, but JAWS stuff, like I put one in there for the JAWS speech history. There'll be a button right there. You can just pop it up, click the button, and there's your history. So try this out, whether you're using Zoom Text or Fusion. And this is a feature that we're not done with yet. This is going to continue to expand in the future. So I'd like you to give it a try and don't hesitate. Drop us a line. You can write to suggestions at freedomscientific.com. That gets right to me. And uh, let me know how that feature is working out for you and how you'd like to see us change it in the future. And with that, I think I will stop yapping and we'll see if we can take some questions. Great. Well, excellent presentation. And uh, we do have some raised hands. Let me just go over how to raise your hand for everyone else. If you are on a PC, you will press Alt-Y. And then when you get the prompt to unmute, you can either press Alt-A or press or tab to the unmute. If you're on your Mac, raise your hand with Option-Y. And then when you get the prompt to unmute via right arrow over to that, if you are on the telephone calling in, star 9 to raise your hand, star 6 to mute and unmute. And on your um, iPhone app, there's a raised hand button uh, somewhere kind of in the lower part of your screen. And then when you get the prompt to unmute, you'll just have to flick right and accept it. And there we go. And we have some raised hands. So... Scott Edwards, you may unmute. Okay, hey Eric, you this uh, the use of the the use of the end in this uh, message thread. It occurs to me that it's, used, it's being used in a different context than usual because we already have it as a uh, as next non-link text, and I'm I'm just I'm just giving you a heads up that if we're gonna when we get into using the same keys for different in different contexts to navigate different things that care is being taken to more thoroughly test 
ensure yeah. that it is, in fact, doing what it's supposed to do in a particular context. And JAWS, I guess, automatically detects that and, and, you, and does it accordingly, uses it. It you know, knows the key functions. You know, yeah. It knows where it knows where you are. So it knows if you're in Outlook and a message, and the end will behave uh, that new way there. But when you go back to the web, um, it will still behave the way it used to. And I'm glad you brought this up. And believe yeah. me, I, I I think through this stuff because I don't like yeah. to confuse yeah, people that was either. Really, that was my initial concern. Yeah. I thought, wait a minute. But, I thought, but, wait a minute, we're, you know. Uh, so so let me, let me sure explain that, yeah. further for the people who don't understand what, what this is. So N, what Scott said is the non-linked text. N has been a command that's been available to you as a quick navigation key uh, and particularly useful on the Internet where you'd run across like a big list of links somewhere on the side of a, a web page. And you're thinking, I just want to get past this list of links. Let me get to the next thing. But if you move to the next heading, you might miss something important. So you could press the letter N, and it will move to the next block of text, next text that is not a link, which has at least 25 characters. And that is very a useful way of getting around on these web pages. Now, N also worked that way in email messages. So if you used it on that email message thread that I ran through earlier, if you did that with the April version of JAWS or some earlier version of JAWS, you would see that it keeps moving through. It finds a link uh, like somebody's email address and it moves to the text right after that link. So it really wasn't as useful uh, using it that way in email messages because you you probably weren't trying to get past a list of links in an email message that often. So I thought moving it to this, this makes it much more useful and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. And I think it's, uh, I'm glad you brought it up and uh, hopefully we spread the word and people start to learn how it's different on the web compared to email. Great. Uh, Jamaica, you may unmute. Yes, this is uh, Jamaica, and I've been using JAWS for several years, and I wanted to ask um, about, because I am moving to a new home, um, will I still be able, will I still be able to continue to, to, uh, to, to get, to get the JAWS um, at the, at the new, uh, at the new house? Um, where, where are you moving to? I'm moving to a new place in in the in in the in the same area where I'm. Oh, where no, I'm, pr- where, no, pr- where, where, where I'm actually at. So I will I will make sure to let you let the uh, let Freedom Sign or Vespero know the new the new address. Absolutely, and, give uh, give them give them a call when you move. Give the customer service people a call. And, and have them look you up and make sure they update all your information. It's really important. It's not so important that mailing addresses are right because we're not mailing that much to, today. Uh, but you want to make sure that your email address is correct in our system. And it's going to be really important for the future because uh, as many of you know who have started to use the portal here in the United States, uh, your license is tied to your email address now. And that's really all you need to know. Uh, and you'll get all the notifications right through your email, right from the portal. So anyway, 
Good luck on the move. Okay, Viola, you may unmute. Hi. Um, for the focus, I just had a quick question, um, and I got that. It was really I like the uh, idea of using the the uh, nav button to do that. I'm going to try it. Good. Are, is there any update coming up for the focus at all? I know we didn't talk about it today. I hope that's okay to ask. Yes, there's not a firmware update scheduled that I'm aware of, but I'm not that close to that stuff because uh, I'm. We haven't. I haven't been working in the office now for over a year, so I miss out on a lot of the hallway chat. So what the people were working on, maybe on firmware on a Braille display, I'm not seeing those people that much these days. So I don't really know, but I'm I'm not heard of a, a scheduled firmware update. I know they're always working on Braille. I know there's some major Braille projects going on, uh, but nothing I can disclose or, or give you a date for at this time. Just pay attention. We're, uh, we're always working on the next, the next great thing. And on that nav rocker uh, idea, I'm glad you're going to try it out. Make sure you give us some feedback. If you discover that you're seeing some issues, uh, dropping an email into the support department and just let them know what you've discovered. Give them an example. Give them your steps. I know that there was already one reported issue with it. I know the developer's busy working on it. We're going to make changes. And in the July update, those will come out. So it's important to give it a try now. Send your comments in as quickly as possible so we can make sure that we get it all in for the July update. All right, Todd, you may unmute. My question about the JAWS, um, I have a question about JAWS, the May version of JAWS. When I downloaded the April version, when I mm-hmm. used the voice uh, assistant to toggle the speech on demand on and off, uh, you know, to, to you yes. know, um, I couldn't turn it, I couldn't turn, turn it back on. Has, has that issue been fixed? So it has that. Uh, yeah, it absolutely it absolutely has, because I tried it out. So let me repeat what you're trying to accomplish here. Right. Uh, we have a feature called Speech on Demand, and it's very useful, especially if you're a Braille user or you have any vision. It's useful to have the speech get out of the way for a minute while you're doing something else, using either your Braille or, or, or vision or memory if you're just doing memory with keystrokes. Um, and so to toggle the Speech on Demand, uh, there's a voice assistant command. You bring it up and you just say speech on demand and it will toggle it off. So now as you navigate your computer, you're not going to hear any speech. But if you do things like say line or read window title, um, it will speak. So any speech style command will still work. It will give you the speech, but navigation commands won't. And then when you're ready to turn your speech back on, You just wake up the voice assistant and say speech on demand, and it will toggle it back on. And that absolutely works. I was just using it the other day. Uh, One more question. Mm -hmm. What day was the May version of JAWS released? Uh, Tuesday this week. So I think, what was that? The 18th. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yep. And just to remind everybody, 
one of the other things that he said he just did, and I'm going to say it one more time because this one I think is really important. I think it's good for you to go check. Um, if you go to your start menu and you type in the word select, uh, and the first item it'll find on the start menu should be select what appears on your taskbar or something like that. You press enter on that, and you're going to land on a button that's either on or off, and it's for displaying all items in your system tray, and you want to turn that on. Uh, I highly recommend it, uh, so go ahead and try that. Once it's on, when you bring up your system tray items in the list box, everything that's available to you will show up in the list instead of having something hidden in an overflow area, uh, which is much more difficult to get to. So you might as well have them all appear in the list, and that's a great thing to change. And by default, it is off. So by default, you have the Chevron until you turn that 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 setting. And the setting is kind of hard to find. That's why I, t- I taught you here the typing select in the start menu finds it instantly. Okay, Deborah, you may unmute. Oh, yeah. So this is a question about Google Docs support. It seems like your Google Docs support has gotten way better. Um, But I have to collaborate with a lot of teams of sighted folks, and we often use a Google Doc in our team meeting with tons of tables. And I'm wondering if when I'm doing table navigation with JAWS in a Google Doc, am I actually in the right cell or am I actually just reading a different cell? Am I actually moving my Google Docs focus to that cell? Um, when, so are you turning virtual cursors on? You're turning on navigation quick keys to navigate? I'm leaving JAWS default to what appears to be application mode. Okay. So it's an application mode. It's moving the Google insertion, I think. And also does the tab key behave differently in Google Docs than it does in Word with uh, JAWS support, obviously? Yeah, I believe it does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, having said that, Deborah, I, I want to encourage you to try when you get into a table in a Google Doc to try toggling your quick keys on. Okay. And then try navigating within that table. Uh, it, there should be a better way of navigating in that table because I don't think you necessarily want to move your insertion point around. You're just trying to review the table. Well, I'm trying to find the cell that I'm supposed to enter data in because these sighted oh, people, I see, see. To, yep, yep. they love to put together tables and then they want you to fill in stuff here but not here. And, oh, my gosh, it's so yeah. scary, too, trying to well, do if it you, If you get one, if you have an opportunity to share one with me, you've got my email, send me a, yeah, a, a link to one. I would, I'd be happy to take a look at it because I'm always trying to figure out how we make this work a little bit better. Yeah, I will. I sent one to training, too. So Good. And by the way, a change coming for Google Docs. Um, I mentioned this quick access bar we're introducing for ZoomText and Fusion. And in addition to the caps lock right mouse click, there's also a layered command to bring it up. And we're going to use the layered command with the letter Q for quick access. So we're taking that Q over. Now, Q had been used for Google Docs. Um, the layered key Q would put you in quick keys, um, mode. Quick keys, quick keys That's mode. That's great. Yeah, so we're taking it away. 
And you're going to now use G instead of Q. So layered command G while you're in Google Docs will be the Google quick keys. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not sure we changed. I'm not sure the G got in for the July, uh, for the May update. So it might be there for, uh, it will be there for July. I know it's done. So if you run into an issue with that, let me know. As a matter of fact, I'd be happy to pass you, Deborah, an early build because uh, I know that change is already in uh, well, really and, and has been verified. Yep. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay. Edward, you may unmute. Hi, how are you today? Very good, Edward. So I have a question. I, I'm actually a new student to JAWS, and it's come along pretty good. But there's one thing I haven't figured out yet. How do you rearrange the icons on your desktop to where you would like them to be? Well, that's an interesting question. And, Edward, welcome to the world of Windows and JAWS. Uh, can I ask you a question? Why do you want to rearrange the icons on your desktop? Well, I guess it's just a habit from when I was sighted because I've just recently lost my sight. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I I guess I'm just OCD about that kind of thing. That makes complete sense. And I like to keep things organized. That makes makes complete sense. Um, I would encourage you to, do you have some vision left? No, none. Okay. Do you are you getting comfortable yet with your start menu? Yes, yes. Typing right in, now, I mean Yes, yes. Right now I'm a full-time student at a O&M mm-hmm. uh, training center mm-hmm. and right now I'm listening to uh the seminar in my technology class. So my actually my instructors within about 15 feet of me. So Fantastic. And I, have become pretty, I have become pretty proficient with the keyboard. And, and th- that's the thing, you know, I used to be sighted. So, and I do remember seeing windows 10 before uh, I lost my sight. And before I lost my sight, I was very proficient in windows. I'm just learning how to interface with windows again with jobs. Yep. So my encourage my, my, my words of it, of wisdom here for you is the problem. If if you put lots of icons on the desktop and then you minimize and go to the desktop and you want to know where things are so you can arrow, I know I got to hit down arrow four times and I'm always going to get to the email icon, the outlook icon or whatever it is. Um, It's not as effective as if you just use first letter navigation yeah, or better yet, I, I mean, I very seldom use my desktop. Uh, not that it doesn't have a lot of stuff on it. Sometimes right. I put, I'll put a document there if I absolutely want to make sure I, it's right available to me because I try and keep it as clean as I can. But everything I do is through the start menu. If I want to run uh, Microsoft Word, I open the start menu and I type Word. If I want Outlook, I open it, I type Outlook. If I want the Chrome browser, I don't look on the desktop for an icon. I open the start menu and I type CHR and it's Chrome is right there at the top of the list and I press enter. And so it's much more efficient because I don't have to try and remember where something is located. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and, and to rearrange those icons on your desktop, by the way, you can, 
move to your desktop, minimize all apps, go to the desktop, or Windows D will put you right there. Right. And you can bring up the context menu, and there are Windows settings in there for arranging things. And you can arrange them by alphabetical, I think, or maybe by date. It's been so long you can since do I've it messed by with it. And I also remember where you can uh, disable the auto arrange, and then you can put them in any order that oh, you want. Oh, yeah, buy. you can you can put them in some order. Yeah, and and once right. you put them, you probably want to get somebody with a mouse to come over and help you put them in the order. I don't know how to do it right. otherwise. Right. But I, I'll tell you but what. But you know what, though? Your been a long time. that actually I, makes sense. That it's does been a long time sense. since I've thought about worrying about where things are situated on my desktop. But but I yeah, do under, I do appreciate makes sense that because if I had a ton of them on there, I'm spending more time navigating the desktop. Oh yeah, than just you know either yeah yeah, yeah that does make sense. Okay. Yep. Very- get used get used to finding ways of of getting to things uh, with a keystroke so that you know where they are. Another another thing, and your instructor will show you some of this stuff. If you run Microsoft Word, you'll want to make sure that you know the uh, the uh, Alt-Q command to get to the place where you just type in the feature you're looking for. So if you wanted to, for instance, um, let's say in Outlook, you want to have a way of opening an email in the browser. So you'd do an Alt-Q to go to the search field, and you could type in a browser right there, and you'll find the feature. Now, it's located in the ribbons. There's ways of getting to this stuff. But if you find the feature, then right-mouse click on it and say, put it in my uh, quick quick bar, my quick access bar. And then in the future, you just learn where it is, and maybe it's the third position on the quick access bar. You're, you're reading an email. You can just do an Alt-3, and it'll put that email in your browser. So it's very quick once you learn some of those shortcuts. So keep learning because I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a lot of years, as many of these people in this uh, webinar have been, and you never stop learning. So glad you're here, Edward. This is a good spot. Donna, you may unmute. The question I have concerns Outlook and extra um extra verbiage by JAWS that I would really prefer not to hear in when I'm going up and down a list of emails in my inbox, for example, and some of them, I think they're particularly maybe more um, shopping ones or something. I'm not sure. I haven't haven't figured that Mm -hmm. out, but it will say things like Outlook has prevented download of pictures, um, you know, to protect your computer and, uh, it's it's about two or three sentences, and it drives me crazy. Um, how do I stop that from talking uh, from that from speaking? And I did do a search on Google, and it had said something about hmm, I can't remember, but whatever it said, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, most of these things, some of these things are um, actually information that gets presented right on screen. Oftentimes, this is stuff that's coming through Windows notifications that the screen reader is designed to pick up. And, you know, we've been talking about this a lot lately, especially in the company. Uh, And I know that uh, Jonathan Mosen and Brian Harchin were just talking about this over the weekend, about how they're killing us with kindness, trying to give us all this information all the time. And it's like, you just want to get it out of the way. 
I don't need to keep hearing that all the time. Uh, if they have to tell you anything, make it a little shorter. So one way to do this, and I'm not going to encourage that you uh, necessarily go and, and try this for everything, but this here's one way. I mean, uh, you could literally, next time it says that, stop speech immediately, bring up the speech history in JAWS that I just talked about a few minutes ago. Right. And go and find exactly what it said. Select that line of text, copy it to the clipboard, and make a dictionary rule. Now, I'm, there's a limit to how much text you can put into a dictionary rule, and, I'm, and I can't remember what the upper limit is. But, you know, if it's five, six, seven, eight, ten words, something like that, I'm pretty sure you can take that whole block of text then go to the JAWS dictionary. You might make it a dictionary rule, just an outlook. And you paste that information in and say, whenever you see this JAWS, you could just give another message underneath that and have it say one word or something, you know? Perfect. And I suppose or, if it was too long, I could also break it up into different dictionary rules. I don't each. know if you can do that, Okay, but you might try it. All right. Okay. So I'm just saying this is one. This is a pretty this is a real hack to get around this problem. Now, in the future, we're going to solve this because oh, perfect. if these are messages that come in through notifications, we've talked through this enough that we, we're, we've come up with a solution that we're going to try and not 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 completely shut everything out, but give you a way of saying which notifications you want to hear and which ones you don't. And literally be able to say, ah, when I hear that one, block that one. Okay, that would be wonderful. I did submit an email a few weeks ago on mm-hmm. this to Vespero. Yep. So you can check it out there. And if you have any more information, Excellent. You let me know. But I appreciate that little workaround. And now I recall the the thing on Google, on, you know, when I did a search for it, it was something about going into the trust center. And as I say, it just wouldn't mm, work. Like, yeah. because that notification is coming up because of, the trust, you know, like this may, you know, so it's you, trying to warn you might, me, you might reach out to the support desk at Microsoft and ask them about this one. Okay. And Great. see if Thank they can't help you too. Okay. Thank you Thanks, very Donna. Much. Okay. You have one more hand, Myrna. You may unmute. Hello, Myrna. So Eric, how about one more command? How about, you know, we have the Hey Sharky start selection and end selection. How about, say, select a text? Yeah, I was thinking about we should, we should put that one in. Um, because, okay. you know, you even had a struggle with it. What is insert? What, what down? Well, oh, wait, there's I, a shift. I, yeah. I never struggle with that one. I just muscle memory. Yes. I made that keystroke up. And it's the easy, it was the easiest one in the world to dream up. You know, it's like the say all command with a shift. With a shift if I want to, yeah, if, yeah. if I write arrow across text with the shift key down, it selects it. That's right. So if I hold the shift key and do a say all, it's going to tell me everything that's been selected only. Right. But it's an odd, when you do it, it's an odd, you know, it's kind of odd yeah. to do it. You need two hands. I mean, you can do it almost easy, more I, easily on, the, on focus than you can. But if you do it incorrectly, 
you kill everything that you've selected. That's absolutely correct. So I'll tell you so, what, you're the last call of the day. When I get off with you right now, I'm going to go straight in and make an enhancement request and get it on the list. Good. And by the way, when you type select, when you, when you do the icons, what you got was I, I tried it a little bit before. It says select all icons in the notification area. That's what it's been saying. When you do, oh, when, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Select all icons in the notification that's area. What yep, it says. yep, yep. Yeah. That's exactly that's what, what it, it is. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Myrna. All and we right. got to wrap well, up. Thanks, everyone. We are at the end of the hour. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for giving us this great presentation and telling us about the latest in JAWS. And thanks, everyone, for attending.